Do you sometimes wish that someone would just tell you the right thing to do when it comes to taking environmental action? It can be so darn complicated, it seems. Every day, there's another new campaign or cause, and they all seem important. No wonder it's easy to feel torn in multiple directions. And this doesn't help with the environmental overwhelm and anxiety, right? So what I want to show you today is how to use the concept of voluntary simplicity in order to direct our actions. It's a really useful approach. But before we get into it, I want to remind you that the Eco Impact Academy is my mentoring program for professional women who are deeply concerned about environmental and social issues and want to find ways to take actions that light them up and create meaningful change in the world. If that sounds like you, head over to my website. It's christinahunterflourishing.com. That's Christina with a K. And hit the Let's Chat button to set up a call with me. Okay, let's dive in. Christina Hunter, and you are listening to the Live Well Green podcast, all about empowering you to create a more sustainable, equitable world. I taught environmental sustainability at the post-secondary level for 20 years, and yet I still felt that I was not doing enough. So I stepped back and began to focus on the big picture in order to find the key activities that actually make a difference and how to accomplish them without burning yourself out. Here, I guide you through the nuances of sustainable well-being so that you can lead the change that you want to see in the world. And we can truly flourish. It can be so hard to know what actions to take, where to direct your efforts, who to listen to, and where to focus. So I find the concept of voluntary simplicity incredibly useful. Despite the fact that simplicity and minimalism are currently more often linked to decluttering and creating homes that look like no one actually lives in them, but it's actually rooted in the environmental movement. In 1981, Duane Elgin's book, Voluntary Simplicity, came out, and it looks at how to address our overcluttered lives and environmental and social issues, and how to find happiness beyond consumerism. And it's really laying out an approach to family, work, ecological impact, and your inner spiritual life. It has a few basic principles, the first one being, yes, Pare down. Pare down consumer goods, but also pare down your schedule. Pare down your to do list and really get down to the essence of what's important to you. And then we work on connections connections to those we really want to foster meaningful relationships with family, our friends, our community, and ourselves how to deepen our own personal spiritual experience through this, and also focus on connecting with our body and take care of our mental health and well-being. 
and how to connect further with nature in the process. So the idea of Dwayne Elgin's book, Voluntary Simplicity, is that we can create a life that is outwardly simple, yet inwardly rich, which I think is a really beautiful way to sum up the concept. And in fact, I spent a whole episode looking at how to apply this to your life in general in episode 39, where I talk about how to simplify to amplify. And I give you some really direct tools to assess life in general around this process of voluntary simplicity. So head back to episode 39 if you want to look into it further. But this idea of voluntary simplicity actually goes back quite a bit further. It has its origins in a 1936 essay by Richard Gregg, who was actually a social philosopher who was influenced by Gandhi. And it turns out he was an influence to Martin Luther King. So it's a really interesting essay, and I want to read you a little excerpt from Richard Gregg's 1936 essay, which talks about voluntary simplicity involves both inner and outer condition. It means singleness of purpose and sincerity and honesty within, as well as avoidance of external clutter of many possessions irrelevant to the chief purpose of life. It means an ordering and guiding of our energy and our desires, a partial restraint in some directions in order to secure greater abundance of life in other directions. It involves a deliberate organization of life for a purpose. Of course, as different people have different purposes in life, what is relevant to the purpose of one person might not be relevant to the purpose of another. The degree of simplification is a matter for each individual to settle for himself. End of quote. All right. That is a really pithy excerpt from that essay from Richard Gregg. And I love this concept. And there are a few things I want to pull out for you. The first one is that the term is called voluntary simplicity, which means this is voluntary. We choose to do it. It is where we, by choice, can get to focus our efforts. Now, When this is the work that you are called to do, it's not your vocation, but it's your avocation, it's your passion, it's your mission to get focus on what you want to do. This is a really great way to apply it. We know we're choosing to do this because we're being called in this direction to make change. And I want to remind us that it is by choice. So it is not necessarily something that has been imposed upon us. And that changes our mindset because what we're going to need to do is get to the next part, which is the term simplicity. And in order to get to that, it requires constraint in order to focus our efforts. Let me bring you back to part of that quote from Richard Gregg's essay in 1936, where he says, ordering and guiding of our energy and our desires, a partial restraint 
in some directions in order to secure greater abundance of life in other directions. End of quote. So that is really what we need to focus on here is the simplicity, the constraint, the paring down, the letting go of the excess, of the things that are not essential. So what if by constraining ourselves to the actions that are most aligned with how we get better results with who we are, with our values, our skills, and where we have influence, we can get the biggest impact. Hmm, sounds interesting, right? Now, that's what we need to voluntarily choose to do, is to constrain in some directions in order to find abundance in others. Now, what if doing this work This work that we know matters involves only two things. The first one, taking care of yourself, your body, and your mind. And the second thing is to do the work where you can have the most impact. What if there were just those two things that you had to do? What if you could use your time and energy on just those things where The work that you want to do with regard to environmental and social impact is just focused on where it aligns with your values, your skills, your passion, and your influence. Hmm, sound familiar? Yes, I am talking about the eco-ikigai principle, which I covered off in the previous episode, episode 79. So head back to that one if you're interested in digging deeper into that concept. This is where we overlay what we love to do with what we are good at and what the world needs and where we have influence. And that is how we choose the area to focus on. Now, with voluntary simplicity, it says now you get to let the other things fall away. Those things that are not relevant to that purpose of action, you can let them go. You have permission. And we get to say, I have two priorities here in this aspect of my life. One is to care for my best health. And two is to do something meaningful. So what if it's just that simple? If in my own life, I got to say, I have two priorities every day. Here's what they are. And it is just that easy for me. I needed to give them a hierarchy and I needed to put my own body first. That revelation came to me when I was speaking to a counselor and she said to me that I need to take breaks just for my body. I need to respect my body enough to do that because I was telling her my work is so busy. Some days I don't even have time to go to the washroom. This is when I was, you know, teaching at the university and she kind of looked at me and said, hmm you know, maybe you need to reprioritize. I said, oh yeah, right. That makes sense. (laughs) Because really that should be my first priority is actually taking care of this body of mine. But those revelations only came to me after (laughs) plenty of health issues. So there we go. I decided my first priority is my body. And then it's the work the work that is important to me, the work that puts something good 
into the world in the areas that overlap with my skills, my passions, and what the world needs and where I have leverage or influence. And for me, the mental health and well-being tends to follow when I do those two things, when I take care of my body and doing the work. And then the mental health is really a consequence of doing those other two things. So I think that for me is the best approach. I want you to think about it. Well, that's how we apply voluntary simplicity to environmental and social action. Let's get back to that quote, which says, a partial restraint in some directions in order to secure greater abundance of life in other directions. That's the original meaning of voluntary simplicity from Richard Gregg in 1936. And for me, this means number one is taking care of our body. And number two, doing the work where you can have the most impact. And if you want more on voluntary simplicity and how to apply it to all aspects of your life, head back to episode 39, Simplify to Amplify, where I have direct actions that you can take in order to figure out those priorities. All right, I hope that's been helpful for you to look at how to apply voluntary simplicity to your environmental and social actions. Well, let me leave you with a quote. This one is from Dwayne Elgin, who wrote that book in 1981 on voluntary simplicity. And he says, Living simply is not about living in poverty or self-inflicted deprivation. It's about living an examined life where one has determined what is truly important and enough, and then just let go of all the rest. End of quote. That's all for now. If you are interested in exploring these issues further, head on over to my website. It is christinahunterflourishing.com. That's Christina with a K. Hit the Let's Chat button. I would love to connect with you. While you are there, sign up for the Flourishing Fridays newsletter. It is your weekly guide to sustainable well-being and effective environmental action. I can't wait to talk to you again. Until then, live well green, my flourishing friends. Bye for now.